To the Lord our God belong mercies and forgivenesses, though we have rebelled against him. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God, to walk in his laws which he set before us. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 46, page 397. God is our hope and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will we not fear, though the earth be moved, and though the hills be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof rage and swell, and though the mountains shake at the tempest of the same. There is a river, the streams whereof make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most Highest. God is in the midst of her, therefore shall she not be removed. God shall help her, and that right early. The nations make much ado, and the kingdoms are moved. But God hath showed his voice, and the earth shall melt away. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. O come hither and behold the works of the Lord. What destruction he hath brought upon the earth. He maketh wars to cease in all the world. He breaketh the bow and nappeth the spear in sunder and burneth the chariots in the fire. Be still then and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. O oh, clap your hands together, all ye peoples. O oh, sing unto God with the voice of melody. 
For the Lord is high and to be feared. He is the great king upon all the earth. He shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose out an heritage for us, even the excellency of Jacob, whom he loved. God has gone up with a merry noise and the Lord with the sound of the trump. O sing praises, sing praises unto our God. O sing praises, sing praises unto our King. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. God reigneth over the nations. God sitteth upon his holy seat. The princes of the people are joined unto the people of the God of Abraham. For God, which is very high exalted, doth defend the earth as it were with a shield. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Here begins the fourth chapter of the book of Jeremiah. If you will return, O Israel, says the Lord, return to me. And if you will put away your abominations out of my sight, then you shall not be moved. And you shall swear the Lord lives, in truth, in judgment, and in righteousness. The nations shall bless themselves in him, and in him they shall glory. For thus says the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground, and do not sow among thorns. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord, and take away the foreskins of your hearts, you men of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, lest my fury come forth like fire, and burn so that no one can quench it because of the evil of your doings. Declare in Judah, and proclaim in Jerusalem, and say, Blow the trumpet in the land, cry, Gather together, and say, Assemble yourselves, and let us go into the fortified cities. Set up the standard toward Zion, take refuge, do not delay, for I will bring disaster from the north, and great destruction. The lion has come up from his thicket, and the destroyer of nations is on his way. He has gone forth from his place to make your lands desolate. Your cities will be laid waste without inhabitant. For this, clothe yourselves in sackcloth, lament and wail. For the fierce anger of the Lord has not turned back from us. And it shall come to pass in that day, says the Lord, that the heart of the king shall perish and the heart of the princes. The priests shall be astonished, and the prophets shall wonder. Then I said, Ah, Lord God, surely you have greatly deceived this people in Jerusalem, saying, You shall have peace. Whereas the sword reaches to the heart. Here ended the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
You begin at the 24th verse of the ninth chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. So they again called the man who was blind and said to him, Give God the glory. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. Then they said to him again, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him and said, You are his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spoke to Moses. As for this fellow, we do not know where he's from. The man answered and said to them, Why, this is a marvelous thing, that you do not know where he is from, yet he has opened my eyes. Now we know that God does not hear sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Since the world began, it has been unheard and unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered and said to him, You were completely born in sins, and you are teaching us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, he said to him, Do you believe in the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, You have both seen him, and it is he who is talking with you. Then he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. And Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may be made blind. Then some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words, and said to him, Are we blind also? Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say, We see, therefore your sin remains. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to light in the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. 
for it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, who for our sake didst fast forty days and forty nights, give us grace to use such abstinence, that, our flesh being subdued to the Spirit, we may ever obey thy godly motions in righteousness and true holiness, to thy honor and glory, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So, in our first lesson here from Jeremiah 4, we read of this um, call to repentance, this call to return to the Lord, which is obviously an appropriate theme for us in the beginnings of our Lenten journey. And there's a couple of things, well, there's actually a lot here, but just a couple of things to point out about the nature of repentance. So, in verse 1, it says, If you will put away your abomination, abominations out of my sight. So what we see here is that our repentance cannot be reduced to our feelings of simply wanting to do better. And don't get me wrong, contrition is absolutely necessary. That is, feeling sorry for what we've done. That's good. Um, but contrition in and of itself is not sufficient for our repentance. Contrition then must work itself out somehow. It must work itself out in in something external, something that we do, some step that we take then in the right direction. So for Israel here, they needed to not only be contrite or feel sorry for their sins, but they needed to actually remove the idols from their homes. They needed to actually remove the idols from the altars and get them out of there. So we have to think about that kind of parallel for ourselves. What are the steps that I need to take con concretely to actualize my contrition and my return to the Lord? What, what do I actually need to do? What steps do I need to take? And then secondly, as we read in verse 4, circumcise yourselves to the Lord and take away the foreskins of your hearts. So this is the other side of that then. So even though our repentance requires external acts, external steps towards God, we cannot rely solely on our outward observances. Circumcision of the foreskin in and of itself is also insufficient. This um, marked out one externally as belonging to God, but we must be marked out as belonging to God internally as well in our hearts. So that is the whole of our being, both in our heart 
and also then what we concretely do must be given over wholly to God. And then in our second lesson here from John 9, so here we're, we're finishing up the story of this encounter that Jesus has with a man born blind. And there are themes that run throughout John's gospel. So these sorts of themes, themes of light and darkness, uh, blindness and sight, they're very common throughout this gospel. And it's almost as though that's the main thing we're supposed to reflect on, I think, with the story. That's not to set aside the miraculous nature of the healing. It's not to set aside what it communicates about Jesus and where he is from. Um, but the way that the story concludes, I think it pushes us in this direction. It pushes us in the direction then of thinking about sight and blindness and thinking what true sight and true blindness actually is. So the man born blind received not only physical sight, but he received spiritual sight. He could see who Jesus was and where he was from. The Pharisees, on the other hand, they had physical sight all along, but yet they remained blind on a spiritual level. And for this judgment, Jesus said that he came into the world in verse 39. The idea here being that for the sick, for the humble, Jesus will heal them. For the blind, Jesus will give them sight. But for the lofty and for the prideful, even the sight that they currently have will be taken away from them. As we say every night in the Magnificat, God puts down the mighty from their seat and he exalts the humble and the meek. So we'll continue now with our intercession on page 590. And as always, take a second and call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send now thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou the God of pity, and minister to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Hope you have a good rest of your night. Thank you. For Thank you for a great lesson. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night.